This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, your trusty sous chef of the garden, Frank Mm, Proctor here. That's you. And by the way, Mm -hmm. we have someone special in the uh, studio with us. We do. It's a very special day. Yes. I'd like to introduce Tina Van Andel to everybody. Fine Irish name. Thank you. Wonderful. Fine Irish name. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful to be here and finally meet you in person. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Does he look like his voice? I sound taller, don't I? Yes. Yes. And much (laughs) younger. (laughs) Oh, no, she's saying all is the right things. Is that a good things. thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, my job, really, is to uh, get control of Charlie, which is not easy. Oh, never. But to give out the phone numbers, which I'll do right now, let folks know that, hey, you can call in, talk to Charlie and Tina, 416-360-0740. That's for our Toronto area callers, right? Then anywhere else in the province, she is toll-free, one 866 Four seven forty. Of course, our little mantra is: call early, call often. One question per call, or Patrolman Proctor will, you know, pull you to the side of the road and give you a ticket. And let's not forget. Yes, let us know if you're a first-time caller, and you shall be rung in as it as it is, or rung out. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you'll just get your you'll wings. land. You'll yeah, fly you'll away. Land. No, I think we want them to fly away, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let me explain why Tina's here. Tina Van Andel is a very special person because she's extremely intelligent. She is a master gardener, which, you know, I'm a master gardener too. Yes. But Tina actually worked through the program. I'm merely an honorary master gardener. So Tina worked through the program, and she's a huge volunteer for master gardeners. She is the coordinator of the Toronto Master Gardeners, which is a big, very active, very loud group. (laughs) I know, because I did a presentation for them a few weeks ago. So coordinator is like chairperson or president for life or that sort of thing. Uh, Not for life. They kicked me out after a couple years. Well, that's a wonderful little script that you wrote for Charlie. (laughs) As well as being the coordinator for the Toronto Master Gardeners, Tina is the event coordinator for the Master Gardeners of Ontario. Which is going to lead us into talking about one of the big events that Ontario, Master Gardeners of Ontario, are organizing for this coming April 5th to 7th at Deerhurst. We have mentioned it in the past, but Tina's going to tell us a bit more about that as we get into the show. Let me just start with my traditional events. Absolutely. Okay, event number one, I'm at Canada Blooms. We are building <laughs> as we speak. I just, look, event I've got my... Event number one. I, I got to widen the door to get your head in here. <laughs> I got my steel no. toes on. I, I left... Look, oh, Canada Blooms t-shirt Excellent. on there. See, Tina's, in, and I've got my Canada Blooms jacket on, yeah. which I had to take off because it was too warm in here. But, um, yeah, I left my hard hat in the car, my, you know, fluorescent vest is all down there. You're laughing. <laughs> so that's going on. I swung by this morning. Things are coming along. Trees yeah. are being well, unloaded. Well, we're less than a week away now. It opens yeah. a week, yeah, yeah. Friday. 
six days. So tomorrow, for those of you that aren't down at Canada Blooms, you may want to get into the gardening spirit. The Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting a meeting at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. Peter Keeping is sharing his insights on all about clematis. So this is all about the different aspects of growing, planting, fertilizing, pruning, and even the propagation of clematis. Tomorrow, 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Everyone's welcome. TBG 777 Lawrence Avenue East. Tuesday, March 12th, Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society, 7.30 p.m. Hosting general meeting and a free presentation on Native Plants of Ontario by Eileen Barkley. Guests are welcome, of course. Refreshments are always included, and that that will always bring out the crowds. Scarborough, they meet at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Also on Tuesday, if you live out east, the Lakefield Horticultural Society is pleased to announce the speaker for their meeting is Don Gallagher. Uh, Dawn is speaking on the fabulous world of hostas, 7.30 p.m. at the Marshland Centre in Lakefield. So stuff going on all over the place. No, just mark your calendar. Burlington Hort Society is having their general meeting Wednesday, March 13th, 7.30 p.m. Burlington Senior Centre, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. Their speaker is David Hobson, and I mentioned this last week. He's very funny. Uh, You know David Hobson? Have you ever read his book? Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. So did you laugh? I laughed. Okay, good. (laughs) One of his books, I think he's got two books, doesn't he? Maybe not. A book called No Petunias, A Potpourri in the Unique and Unusual is what he's speaking about uh, for the Burlington people. But he is very funny. He's a... Yeah. A good guy. He's a good guy. He's like, he's like a gardener, right? right? Right. Gardeners are good people. They are. All right. And uh, so, Tina, before we will go, which I think what we do right now is we go to a quick break. Yep. When we come back, maybe we'll get Tina to tell us a little bit about what her role is at Canada Blooms this sure. year. And so callers that, that are online right now. Stay uh, with Ellison, us. Ellison, by the way, our producer, has lined up all these folks. Just hang hang tight. We'll, we'll get to you, okay? Absolutely. And we shall return in bare moments here on AM740 Zoomer Radio. Sounds nasty. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, this is Chew. Sue, how are you? Shoe chef. Shoe chef. I can't say it. Seuss chef. There we go. Sue chef. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, Tina's presence is making me nervous. I think so. You know, I, I'm, I'm all excited that we've yes. got a special guest. You're surrounded by women. I'm surrounded. Yes. Happy International Women's Day, by the way, yesterday. Well, but they've mm-hmm. got a big parade today in town and do all they? that. Yes. Do they? Do. Those women? And those women, yes, they do. <laughs> okay. And it, it winds up, I know, at uh, Ryerson University. Mm. And I believe it starts on Bloor. I'll, I'll look that up and yeah, for check. you because yeah. Frank's on later. He can give more information yep, on that. Exactly. All right. Let's. But meantime, ha- yeah. Let's. Your special guest, Tina. Tina, yes. as the event coordinator for Master yes. Gardeners of Ontario, tell us what your role is at Canada Blimps. 
Well, my role is to plan all of the Master Gardener's roles at Canada Blooms. And this year, we're very excited, as we always are, to be there to give people garden advice. And we do that in three different ways. Mm-hmm. We have a large schedule of about 20 different speakers. They'll be talking on things like uh, hydrangeas and roses and trees and shrubs, lots of things for the urban garden, how to keep things small and tidy and neat, not to you know plant giant trees in front of your doorway and things Mm -hmm. like that. So we really encourage people to come out to our speakers. We also have an all-day... And and those speakers are located in? Room 102. Okay. And the way it works is the Master Gardeners take one day, like one whole day is is Master Gardener speakers. That's correct. And then the following day are more general people off the street might be, could be a Master Gardener as well, but might be speaking more on Ikebana or something like that. Yes. The other educational portion of of of. Canada blooms. Yeah, yes. yeah. So okay. So and then when you mentioned all those things like roses and could you know using the keeping things tidy in an urban space. Yes. The garden speakers they could be coming at it from a design perspective. They could be coming at it from a maintenance or a choosing. Mostly from a plant perspective. Okay. Master gardeners are quite interested in plant material and the right plant for the right spot. That's mm-hmm. one of our mantras. Um, certainly, design comes into it because to put the right plant in the right spot. You want it to look nice and you want it to fit the situation. But mm-hmm. we really are talking about plants okay. and how to treat them and how to look after them and how to maintain them. So people should have a pen and pencil in hand yes. or an iPad or something so that they can be making some notes. Because For a lot- sure. But we all of our Master Gardeners have websites and we all answer questions 24 hours a day, oh 364 God. days a Holy year. You God. can get a hold of us. Talk about committed, so, eh? Yes. You don't have to remember anything. You can email us or phone us. Lots of us still have phone lines. Would some of the speakers have handouts, perhaps? Yes, although we're trying to be very environmentally conscious mm-hmm. these days, so mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of printed handouts. We would refer people to our website. Okay. So, yeah, yes. so because, you know, sometimes you're in a um, situation where somebody's rhyming off names at you, yes. and particularly Latin names, and I mean, who can keep up if this is not words that you're familiar with? Right. So that would be one of those things of, you know, send a quick email or... That's right. Or and maybe they have a board they'll write things up on as they go. For sure. There'll be presentations that usually the plant material, the names, even in Latin, go on the slides. So people oh, will be able to copy it down. Right. So a lot of yes. this is PowerPoint. Yes. And we do have uh, on our websites, we also have garden guides. So mm-hmm. if you needed to just go and, and browse through our garden guides, that's a good thing, too. So uh, plant like, lists and yeah, things like that. Titles like, yes. like great plants for the shade or that's right. great plants for the hot dry. That's right. We're oh. actually having one presentation on shade gardening mm-hmm. and we have some really cool titles okay let's this hear one some. is uh why cry dry gardening in the dry shade oh wow yes. great the gardening under a norway maple exactly <laughs> this woman has great experience gardening under a norway maple for many years now yeah which That's is one perfect. of our most popular questions what can you yeah. grow under a norway maple yeah yeah, yeah. okay yes. give us another couple of titles titles okay we have temptation in the garden the good and evil of landscape trees. Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And then uh, if I can plug myself, I'm actually going to be presenting on mm-hmm. orchids. And my title is The Orchid, Daunting Diva, Evocative Evolutionary, or Humble Houseplant. Wow. Yeah, Tina's yes. a master, a wordsmith. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Hell, yes. So when are no. you on with that topic? Uh, I'm on Wednesday. 
at 2 p.m. So that would be Wednesday the 20th? 20th, yes. Okay. Yeah. But 2 we have lots. Room 102. Room 102, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a perfect thing, though, for gardeners, people interested in gardening. Here's a way to really learn yes. stuff uh, about your, your home. Well, that's right. Yeah, things that you're really caring about. Mm-hmm. Now, just bef- I know that we've got more topics about Master Gardeners of Canada Blooms, but for people that want to know what topic, what day... It's all on it's the Canada all on the Blooms, Blooms website.com yes. website. As and well as the Master Gardeners of Ontario website. We Magoy, also have that there. M-G-O-I dot C-A. C-A. Yes. So either of those websites lists the speaker yes. by name, by date and time and, yes. and name of uh, topic. And the Magoy website's a good one to know because it also has a list of all your local Master Gardener groups so mm. that you can contact us year-round. Perfect. Yes. I, I don't think Tina, the terrific Tina, hasn't <laughs> as le- yet learned my uh, little no. sign language here, but ah. I'm doing my our exercises. Our exercises. It's good, eh? Wonderful. It's, it's so a, good it's for me. Frank does Charlie, exercises you know. for me. I, I do finger I, exercises. I vicariously get healthy. That's part of a job description oh, for sous yeah. chef. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the reason Frank is doing his finger push-ups and <laughs> eye blinking and, and calisthenics in the corner is because both Frank and I take Sierra Sil. Sierra Sil is a completely natural mineral supplement which boomers who want to maintain the freedom to stay active and be pain-free might want to try. Three a night is what we take. Yep, yeah. three a night. And, uh, and yeah, things don't hurt. Yeah. You know, you can get out there, get gardening, get snow shoveling, get golfing, whatever it is you want to do, Sierra Silt does make it easier. So for more information, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 or check out their website, sierrasill.ca, or pick up Sierra Sill at any one of your local health food stores like the Health Planet stores. Five locations, North York, Pickering, Markham, Mississauga, and Scarborough. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. So we've got a full studio this morning. Not only Charlie Dobbin, but also the terrific Tina is here, and uh, Franklin Proctor, That's the nice. sous chef Terri- of the garden. Terrific Tina, absolutely. Get a t-shirt. I'm honored. Get a t-shirt. Well, wait a minute. Terrific wait, Tina wait, wait, Van Andel. Lovely Laura is on the line from Eris. <laughs> hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful morning here. Isn't it? It's gorgeous. Yeah, um, I've got an amaryllis here. I've had it for. Years, mm. and it's got uh, four or five bulblets on it that are growing, mm-hmm. and I need your advice on how to get them off so I can start new ones from them. Mm, good question. And you know what? I'm going to see if Tina wants to answer that. Do you want to answer? Oh, sure. Because uh, I also have lots of amaryllis and lots of bulblets, and actually, you can just very, very gently uh, pry them off the mother. And pot them up again. And you want to make sure that you don't bury them too deeply because we know that amaryllis bulbs like to sit fairly, at least halfway above the surface. Right. And I would fertilize them because you want to get those bulblets to be big like their mothers so they have uh, lots of flowers. Mm -hmm. I must admit I've had some of them for maybe four years, five years. They're not getting very big very fast, so you'll have to be quite patient. (laughs) I've had my amaryllis for at least 15 years. Wonderful. And, and it flowers every year. Yes, I had. 
had 10 on the one. Oh, wow. my goodness. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. And um, you've never severed any of the bulblets off? No, I yeah. haven't. That's why I'm asking now, because I thought maybe I'd start a couple. Good idea. Well, Tina, would you unpot the mother plant before you sever the babies and then separate them all at that point? Um if the mother plant needed repotting, which probably if you haven't done it in a couple of years, you definitely should do that. I did that last year. Okay. Yeah. So then you so, don't need to. Even just a little sharp paring yes. knife. If, the, if the, the babies don't break off easily from the mother, then just a little sharp paring knife just to help break, make that little break. It's now like for the rest cutting of the, the umbilical there, cord. Like me who I'm trying to imagine the little bulbs. Are, are they on a stem or no. are they attached right to the main... They're attached uh, right to the main yeah. bulb. Oh, okay. I'm All trying right. to, like, imagine an onion, which okay. is a bulb. Imagine another bulb growing off of the onion. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. it's attached to it. it. Sever it with it, a very sharp knife. Yeah, or break it. If, you, mm-hmm. you know, if it's high enough yeah. out of the soil, it break, can break off quite easily. You just don't want to poke any holes into either of the bulbs. Oh, yeah, well, they're, they're already up out of the soil. There you yes. go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, there you go. Just break off and, and pot up fresh soil. As, as uh, Tina said, and get them growing so you'll have more flowers. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks, for, your Thanks call. for joining us, Laura. You're welcome. Okay. And uh, on to our next caller here, right around the corner in Toronto. Catherine, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, Charlie and Frank. Um, my qu- question is about a uh, witch hazel shrub which we've had in the garden for well over 15 years, I would think. Mm -hmm. But I can't believe I have never walked down there through the snow in the wintertime. I'm out there, but I've never examined this shrub. I was down the other day uh, through all the deep snow, and here the little thing is blooming. Full flower, yep. It's Is that March. normal? Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. It's got all the, you know, those little, they look like a little octopus upside down. <laughs> exactly. And they're orange. <clears throat> nice. That's the cultivar called Diane, I believe, with the orange flowers. Oh, okay. Well, yes, but I think... Isn't it yellow later on? No, yellow is the is the wild type, and if you've got a orangey red flower on your witch hazel, it's it has been selected for that color. Oh, I so believe it is called Diane, though there might be some other cultivars. Uh-huh. Diane. Okay. Oh well, I just thought maybe it was a freakish year or something, <laughs> but that's normal for it to come out in the snow. Yeah. So have you got that much snow at your place? Yeah, I'm in Toronto in the North End. Okay. And um, we, oh gosh, yes, there are mountains outside everybody's house at the front. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Richmond Hill and there's mountains, but here in downtown Toronto, it's like nothing. a nothing. Yeah. It's bone dry. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's really high here. Oh, okay. So that's, you've obviously got some trees and uh, uh, that's holding some of that snow as well. The um, witch hazel, it's one of the reasons we like to plant it closer to the house is so that you will get the advantage of seeing those flowers through the window, since just as you say, how many of us are out wandering our gardens in March? Well, I go down there to say hello to the my neighbor's dog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, but my witch hazel is not near the house. Mm-hmm. I have a, a deep lot, and it's quite far, but it's in pretty well in the shade of my huge maple trees. Yeah. So it's a miracle that it would bloom with, although there's no leaves on the trees now. No, so. I know. Well, yeah. that's one of the nice things about witch hazels. They're very amenable to a lot of different situations, oh. sun and shade and different... Uh, soil conditions, you know, clay and sand. They're very, they're great plants. It must be because it doesn't get a lot of care. <laughs> no, and you know what? I love the fall color too. They're bright, bright orange and just, and the bark is lovely as well. So it's a, uh, one of my all-time favorite shrubs actually. Oh, really? 
really? Well, I think I'll take more, pay more attention to it from now on. <laughs> By the way, you. Catherine, are you a first-time caller? No, oh, I called you a number of times okay. because you have such a great show. Well, oh, thank you. You, you know the you right things much. to say, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, <laughs> 9 here at AM 740. And, uh, hey, let's uh, get international here. Go across the border and uh, say hi to Christine in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. I have a crown of thorns plant that I was given from my niece because her grandchildren can't keep their hands off of it. Uh. <laughs> now, I moved it to my house about three weeks, maybe four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and all the leaves are dying. Mm. Is it because it's in shock or is it because it doesn't like my house? <laughs> Tina, what do you think? Is okay, crown of thorns, so it's a euphorbia. And have you or given it a lot of water in the move? No. Uh, no. My niece watered it before she gave it to me, and she said, don't water it for about three weeks. Right. Every right. three weeks, she said. Uh, and have you moved it to a drafty spot or a, a really different spot than it was in? It is probably just in shock. You are probably right. When when plants get moved, especially house plants, they do go through a little bit of uh, getting used to where they are. So I wouldn't think that I'd give up the ghost that it's dead. I would hope that with spring coming that you'll get a whole new flush of leaves. And you'll have a brand new plant. Okay. Now, it's about three feet tall. Can wow. I trim it? Hmm. It's a big one. Um, well, they, that must have been hard to move. Yeah. <laughs> They're really thorny, eh? Yeah. Crown of thorns. Sit in the car. <laughs> wow. And are the leaves just, were the leaves just at the top? I find oh. mine's quite leggy, and I have leaves just at the top. The, le- the leaves are just at the top, yep. Yeah. So when you transported it, was it a cold day? Yes, it was. Ah. Was it wrapped at all? Uh, I did have it wrapped in just a plastic bag, but that right. was about it. And, of course, the thorns probably poked holes in the plastic yeah. bag. You know what? That's probably what's happened. It's just had a little bit of a shock through cold temperature. Now, cactus are amazingly tough when it comes to temperature variation. So, again, as Tina said, it's it's probably just a little bit of shock. It's not going to die. No. Okay. Be super careful. You do not overwater it, though. Don't yes. even go on a three-week calendar. Stick your finger right into that soil before you water at all. Okay. Make sure it's bone dry. Okay. As well, I hope you've got it in the sunniest possible location in your house. Yes, I do. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. That's all it. Right. That's well, all you can do. No, don't mist it. Don't fertilize it. Don't do anything. Or okay. for now, don't fertilize it. Give it a month or so, and then, yes, you could consider fertilizing it. But for now, just wait until it's bone dry before you give it any water. Okay. okay. Good luck. Okay. Well, thanks. thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us here from Buffalo. <laughs> hey, there you go. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And this is AM740, Zuma Radio, The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Charlie, uh, your friend Tina, yes. who is a master gardener, in fact, in charge of a lot of things yes. uh, with master gardeners, right. in studio with us. Maybe mm-hmm. you'd like to plumb that a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> I think I would. You are just such a good director of oh, the well. show, I'm telling yes. you. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so um, we learned a little bit about the Room 102 yes. in the, at the Direct Energy Center. Exhibition Place, Toronto, where Canada Blooms begins next Friday. And every single day in Room 102, there will be ongoing speakers. Correct. A bunch of them are master gardeners. And, of course, all that information is on the web. 
What else are the Master Gardeners doing at Canada Blooms? Well, you know, Master Gardeners love to talk gardening. We really, really like to help people out. So we are going to be there an hour early before the show starts, outside where people are buying tickets and waiting to get in. The south side, the gallery. That's right. We will be there to answer your gardening questions before you go in. So is a gardening uh, situation like a scrum, a political scrum? (laughs) It is. You've got all these people around and uh, you Trying to get your attention. We often have people lined up two or three deep because Mm -hmm. everybody has garden questions. We're just, we're as popular as, you know, accountants at tax time and (laughs) doctors at a party. A lot more fun, too, I mean. Yes, of course. Yes. Gardeners um, are more fun. Yes. Well, that's nice, though. It's a good idea to be out there. So between 9 and 10 every morning. Every morning. And then we'll be back at that advice clinic location later in the afternoon for people that are leaving and haven't had a chance to meet us on the inside because we also have another advice clinic in inside Canada Blooms. And that will be all day, every day of Canada Blooms, all the hours from start to close, uh, answering people's gardening questions. You know, it it just dawned on me, there might be some people tuning in for the very first time and thinking, okay, Canada Blooms, my God, this is huge, this show. I mean, six acres. Oh, Uh, gardens. Gardens, yeah. Yeah, so Canada Blooms is Toronto, or really Canada's Flower and Garden Festival. Biggest, actually, in Canada and second biggest in North America. So, you know, really big deal. So Canada Blooms is Hall A, which is one entire, you know, monster hall at the Direct Energy Centre. The rest of that building is the National Home Show. So your ticket to Canada Blooms or the National Home Show gets you into two shows. And as Tina pointed out, her and her gang of master gardeners who love to give advice, they're going to be poised at an advice clinic It'll actually probably have a sign on it that says something about, in, you know, get Lowe's information because there's a bit of a low sponsorship going on on that. Uh, and that area, that is poised right between halls A and B. And we've got two beautiful gardens that will be on either side of that advice clinic, full of trees, just going to look like a park, eh? And solid mass of tulips all right across, all underneath the, the trees, and which have been donated by um, one of the growers, the bulb growers down in your mm-hmm. neck of the woods in St. Catharines, Pioneer Flower Farms, right. uh, have donated hundreds and hundreds of, fl- of tulips to make this be- these beautiful gardens. So that'll be kind of a way to find you guys as well. If you can Wonderful. see these two big beds of purple and white tulips, you're going to find the Master Gardeners right right near there. Excellent. And we'll have our signs up that offer free expert garden advice. So please come and visit us. That's great. Well, she said it herself, loves to answer questions. So <laughs> let's see what's Go on Doreen's mind in St. Catharines, where those there tulips came from. Yep. Hello, Doreen. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everyone. Morning. morning. On this bright, sunny day. Okay, mm-hmm. I've had a good time listening to your program this morning. That's Thank for you. Sure. I usually listen to it while I'm in the car going somewhere. <laughs> anyway, I did uh, an unusual thing. I bought a 10-inch Majesty Palm, it's called. It's uh, about 8 feet high. Is that about how high a ceiling is in the 1950s homes? Eight-foot standard mm-hmm. ceilings. Yeah. It, <laughs> and? Well, in the store, I mean, I knew it was tall, but I was probably in a store with 20-foot ceilings. Funny how that came works. came home, and it's just almost touching the ceiling. Kind of funny. It's been a, a conversation piece. Anyway, some of the leaves are just starting to, I noticed, a yellow tone coming on them. Hmm. And on the, t- the, the directions say water moderately moist, mm-hmm. temperature 60 to 85, feed a mild liquid fertilizer. 
<coughs> is it sitting inside uh, another pot that doesn't have drainage? Sometimes when you buy plants, they're sitting inside a pot. Mm -hmm. Is it is it if it's sitting on your floor? I'm sure you've put it inside a pot. So you put it inside a pail. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you water it, <coughs> do you make sure that it's not sitting in water after maybe a half hour or so? Okay, I'll have to check that because yeah. I've only watered it once since I've, I've, I purchased it. I just mm. purchased it uh, yeah. about, mm, a week and a half ago, probably. <clears throat> Sometimes if it's sitting in water, the, no plant really likes to sit in water, okay. so it can be getting quite waterlogged. <laughs> and oftentimes, too, if it's a large plant, which it sounds like, it gets quite root-bound, and the water actually runs between the roots and the pot into the bottom, so it's really just sitting in water, and the roots don't actually get wet. They don't okay. have a chance to take up water. Mm -hmm. So you might want to double check to see that it's not quite root bound. Okay. <laughs> if it's a fairly new plant. Right. And I missed that. I'm sorry. Sorry, it's a fairly new plant. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I would hope it's not root bound from yeah. the sort of moment well, you buy it. Well, this was purchased at a grocery store. Oh, this okay. might be. I think it was one of their lost leaders. I paid $10 uh, for oh, it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> They're certainly beautiful, though. And the other thing is, sometimes with yellow leaves, if I would be taking a really close look to make sure that there's no little bugs on it, no little spider Webbing. mites or anything. Yeah, look for webs. Oh, yeah. Okay. You won't see this. Anybody will check, certainly. Yeah. You won't yeah. see and the spider mites. When they say mild liquid fertilizer, what, what do I use? I haven't a clue. Well, you could use anything that you find at any of your garden centers. Mm -hmm. When they say mild... Oftentimes we say weekly, weekly. So instead of following the directions on the fertilizer, you would do it by quarter and do it once a week very, very mildly. Because you don't want the fertilizer salts and stuff to build up in your soil. Okay. So um, it, even just you can now buy compost for houseplants and things like that, which is much milder and much more natural. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use something called fish emulsion. Yes. Which is made from fish. Doesn't yes, smell, I, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? That from years ago, yes. But be careful with weekly, weekly, because that would ah. indicate that you're going to be watering every week. That's right. And with a big plant and a new plant, I what I'd suggest is you get a hold of a moisture meter. It's a gizmo ah. on a pro long yes. probe. It's about a foot long right. probe. It's got a little dial on the top. Mm -hmm. Because with big plants, you know, it's really hard to know when to mm -hmm. water them. You okay. stick your finger in the top half inch, it might feel dry on the top, and it might be soggy, as you say, Tina, down mm -hmm. at the bottom. At the bottom, okay. And you can't really tell by the weight, because who's going to lean over and start picking up an eight-foot plant every time they want to <laughs> figure out whether it's wet <laughs> or dry? Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> Put your back out big time. So that's where I think those moisture meters can be helpful because it'll give you a, a moisture reading down deeper in the pot. And yes. palms don't want to dry out to the bone dry point. It's not like those crown of thorns we were just talking about where, right. you know, let it dry mm -hmm. down. Palms always want a little bit of moisture available to them. But, mm -hmm. you know, again, you don't want to overwater. So right. that's, it does say moderately moist, moist yeah. on, the, on the direction. So that's the trick. Uh, get out your, if you have a mister or a spritzer, get that out. Start keeping that humidity as high as you can. Avoid any hot air drafts. Oh, on, on the leaves, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Palms. Okay. Think of where, palms, where they're from. <laughs> Think of, you know. Hawaii and Jamaica and places like that. Right. So, so get to that humidity as high as you can around that plant to avoid spider mites. And if you spritz and there are spider mites, the moisture will hang on their webbing. So to, look, that's a good chance. And you'll chan see them easily. You'll see the webbing. You won't yeah. see the mites, but you'll see the webs. Right. So that's the advantage of misting as well. That'll, you'll get a good profile on what's going on on the leaves. So the, And uh, it's fairly close to a heat register. Get a vent deflector for the heat register. Oh, okay. Yeah, is that like the in the floor? Thing that, yeah. yeah, it's like a floor duct yes. register. Yeah. Yes.
go to Canadian Tire. They got little oh, yeah. magnets. I know, I know what you mean. Yep. Mm-hmm. No hot air blowing on a palm. That will really, yeah. it'll be toast. Bring on the spider mites, too. Yeah. They like it hot and dry. If anybody knows about blown hot air, it's Charlie Double. <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> oh, Frank. Oh, am I in trouble now? Oh. Frank, oh. he's jealous because <laughs> Tina's here. He's not getting a lot of words in edgewise. <laughs> now, Doreen, you mentioned off the top you listen to the show normally from the car. Does that mean you're a first-time caller? I have called in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have I'm, called, but as I say, normally I'm scooting okay. around somewhere. So. <laughs> okay. I'm just anxious to ring my bell this morning. He's sitting yeah. here waiting. It's a lovely <laughs> little red bell. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us. Hope uh, Charlie and uh, Tina have been able to help you out there. Thank you. And I have to say I love the repertoire between you guys. Oh, we have a, we have a ball. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye now. In fact, uh, coming up to 9.41. Time to do uh, some exercises. Yes, it is. And I am actually going to stand up and uh, just to prove that you can. No, I I don't fib. I actually do some knee bends, which I'm starting right now. I'm a witness. Listen to the cracking. Oh, my goodness. Turn off that mic. All right. So why is Frank doing this and making Tina giggle? Because Frank took his Sierra Sil last night. Three little pills. Both of us do this natural mineral supplement allows us to keep active and pain-free. So activities that do require movement and might end up with some aches and stiffness don't because of CRSO. And so we suggest you might want to try it. If you have any issues, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 Check out their website, sierrasil.ca, or pick up Sierra Sil at your local health food store. Uh, Ambrosia Foods in both Newmarket and Thornhill carries Sierra Sil. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Sue Chef Frank Proctor, welcoming you back here to The Charlie Dobbin Garden Show from AM 740, Zoomer Radio, and terrific Tina as well in the studio today. Master Gardener, Extraordinaire. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah. I'm I, threw another, I threw another little bone mm. at you there. <laughs> well, Lynn, welcome to the show. And you've got uh, Asian beetles at your place. What's going on? Um, I think they're Japanese beetles. I think they are, too. Oh. On my roses. And firstly, can I tell you how much I enjoy the show? Oh, thank you. And Frank, you are the best sous chef on the radio. Oh. Well, thank you. Considering how many are out there, exactly. it, that's a high honor. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. And I am Special. a first-time caller. Oh, oh wait. Oh, get... the bell. There we are. Another little angel has landed. Thank that's you. Great. Thank you. Uh, yes, I think, Charlie, that in the area that I'm living in, for the last two summers, I've just... Every time the roses come out, they just totally disintegrate with these beetles on them. And I think I've heard you talk about them before. And I'm not sure. I think I'm supposed to be doing something in the spring. Where, do you, where do you live, Lynn? In uh, North York. North York. Uh, okay. Are you home during the day or are you at work all day? I am. The only way, now Tina might have a suggestion as well, but my only suggestion on how to deal with Japanese beetles annihilating your roses is every single morning with your cup of coffee, you've got a cup of coffee in one hand, a tin can with water and either a drop of oil or a drop of soap on the water or in the water. You step outside, you can put on gloves if you want to do this, and you're going to stand there and you're going to pick 
each of those ugly little oh, voracious God. creatures off of your roses and drop them into the tin can and watch them die. Yeah, oh, they it, are ugly. She just loves this part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, it, yeah. it's it's a war. They're a terrible, terrible scourge on plants, and that's exactly what I do every morning. Except I squish them with my yeah. fingers because I'm so angry that they've destroyed my beautiful plants. It's so true. The, the roses yep. come out beautifully, and then they just—it's it, like watching a horror movie. Yes, yeah. it is. It, and they yeah. eat every part. They yeah. chew really? the flowers, the everything. buds, the leaves, everything. Decimate everything. Absolutely. Just like oh. a skeleton is left behind. They make a very satisfying crunch when you pinch them, though. Oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> they do indeed. See? And you think yeah. I'm nasty. Uh, I yeah. think all gardeners have well, a secret. You know, it, it seems to be I would walk around the neighborhood, and it's almost as though for the last two summers our neighborhood has had this blight. Yes. <laughs> is it's, that generally what happens is they take over areas and... They're moving, Yes. yes. And they're, uh, they aren't everywhere, but they're slowly but surely going everywhere. It's like Asian longhorn beetles. It's like emerald ash borers. They, yeah. they arrive. You know, Japanese beetles arrived from Asia and have slowly been moving across Canada. Wow. So there's nothing I can do then in the spring to kind of prepare the plants so that this doesn't happen. Well, the thing is, is that the Japanese beetles that are chewing your roses are um, emerging from below the uh, soil level in probably early May, mm. depending on the weather. Uh, could even be mid-May or late May, depending on sort of what kind of spring we have. But the Japanese beetles that are chewing on your roses are fast asleep right now under the, under the ground. And there's no way, nothing you can put down there to, I mean, no. uh, liquid form or something you to could, kill I mean, off. Theoretically, you can get out some, well, hold on, that's your nematode thing, right? Yes. Yes. Right, yeah. This I'm is the, the expert the, on nematodes. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> So if you wanted to try and lower the population of these horrible beetles in your neighborhood, you would get everybody in your neighborhood to go out to the garden center and pick up some nice, fresh, live nematodes in early August, follow the instructions, and apply the nematodes to their lawns and gardens in early to mid-August. That will lower the population moving forward but it doesn't help you with this spring oh the only thing the other i mean you could think about a mechanical barrier all right think about um cheesecloth or what are called floating row covers wouldn't really make your roses look very good but it would certainly protect your roses in the sense that you would drape the plants and the japanese beetles who fly in to chew couldn't get through the netting Oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound very attractive. It's terrible. Clearly. Yeah, it's it does. It takes a bit of the fun out of gardening. Yeah, they yeah they're... they're um yeah, it is. It's very demoralizing. It is. So these aren't kind of things that go in stages and then it will be gone. These are here to stay. Well, the, those specific beetles will be gone because they ha- their life cycle ends right after they finish eating your roses. Yeah. The reason they're eating roses and eating all the things they're eating is because they're fattening up, like raising their own energy levels to uh, procreate, oh, copulate, and drop a ton of eggs uh, and die. That's what they do. They're Super. eating to copulate, to lay eggs, to die. Those sexy little devils. I know. <laughs> oh, they are, and they don't seem to touch anything else. It's just the roses. It's, you're very lucky because they've eaten almost so many things in my garden. They've even eaten the needles off my tamarack. So. <gasps> really? Yes, they have. Is it I have a huge, huge rose of Sharon that's not far from them. Hmm. And so far, that seems to be safe. So Keep do you your think... fingers crossed. Oh, mm. great. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'll keep listening and hoping, and yeah. uh, thank you for the advice. I, I have heard, too, that, that when you do squish them, um, <laughs> that they do send... I've heard of people that even if they put them in the buckets and drown them, mm-hmm. that if you leave the buckets out there, the yeah. smell of them, they think might deter some of them from coming oh, because yeah, it's like a it's a yeah. Yeah, Japanese beetle burial ground, so they, they may not come in full force, but that's... Worth a, a small hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other, the one other thing, Lynn, is do you have in, in your, close to your home, a park or a schoolyard or anything like that? Um, or a, or a um, you know, ravine? A ravine. There, you will see, particularly if you just go on the web or go to a, a garden center, something called a Japanese beetle trap. And these are traps with pheromones in them that Japanese beetles are very attracted to. And the idea was, okay, we'll trap them with these traps mm-hmm. but what and then what well they die inside the trap because they oh, can't okay. get out but the problem with that is that when you put a trap on your property you're attracting exactly <laughs> instead of getting you know a hundred yes. right. you get a thousand right. flying into this trap however if near to your property there is some a ravine or a schoolyard i love schoolyards in the summer because nobody's there right, right. or there is a ravine a park if you want to buy one of those traps and put the trap you know as far from your house as you possibly can at least you'll attract them there rather right, than right. have them floating into your yard. And so they'll they'll do this. I mean, if oh, several hundred yards Oh, they work really well. Yeah. Those traps work magically. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Not a bad idea. I shall look into that. Okay. Thanks very much. You're Thank very you welcome. for joining the show, too. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful Saturday morning it is. It is and, sunny. Uh, it's going to yeah. be warm this weekend. Absolutely great. Spring. Phone lines have been going crazy. Don't yes. forget we lose an hour tonight. Oh, yep. yes. Yeah, clock spring forward. I know. One hour. I mean, I love but that then, brightness. But then uh, you have more sunlight to enjoy and all. I know, but you know. You hate that one hour, losing that one I hour. I hate a 23-hour day. <laughs> when we're building Canada Blooms, the last thing we need is a 23-hour day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to be back with uh, both Charlie Dobbin, of course, and special guest Tina, Master Gardener Extraordinaire, right here on The Garden Show from AM740. Back in a moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. Well, excitement abounds in the studio here, I tell you, because Charlie (laughs) and Tina are both getting all uh, so uh, worked up about Canada Blooms, which hits... Oh, well, next week, Friday. Starts next yeah. Friday, the 15th of March, runs for 10 whole days. Right. Two weekends and a week in between. And Tina is completely responsible for a lot of what the Master Gardeners of Ontario are doing there. So, we've talked about the room, the Garden Solutions stage, room 102. We've talked about advice clinics outside the show, inside the show. What else are the Master Gardeners doing? Back for the third year in a row, we have Sit Down Sunday. And oftentimes, people have more than one garden question, or they've just bought a new house and they have a brand new garden and they have no idea what to do. So the Master Gardeners on Sundays from 11 a.m. till 4 will sit down with you one-on-one and talk to you for 20 minutes. And you can sign up for this online at Canada Blooms under the speaker section. And or you can when you come to Canada Blooms, drop by and sign up for a session if there's any free slots and bring questions and pictures of your garden, everything you wanted to know, and you'll have your very own master wow. gardener for a twenty, 20 minutes. Session. That's wow. right. Cover a lot of ground. And, well, no pun intended, but you you know several questions you can get in there. And Many answer. questions. Wonderful. What a great idea! Bring photographs or bring a, yes, like graph paper with your your if you've got questions about where and why and what. 
it's always easier to work off Very of uh, easy. visuals. And our master gardeners are well-trained. They'll have their favorite reference books there as well, lots of pictures, and uh, we just want to help. Sit down Sundays. Sit down well, there you go. Get your own that private consultation. Me. 20 minutes, and you got a little timer, right? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. We might use borrow that bell, though, Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You need that. Uh, yeah. yeah. A buzzer or something. Yep. All right, and so just because I, I know we're going to, we always, this show ends so fast. The hour goes so fast. The final thing we just wanted to briefly mention, for people who are listening out there, there's a very special conference being organized there this is. year. The very first ever Canadian Master Gardener Conference. It's going to be April 5th to 7th at Deerhurst in Huntsville. So we're quite looking forward to that. Swank. They've given us, yes, ah. very, very good price uh, and deals because they want the Master Gardeners there. We're a good group of people. The public is welcome. Everybody who is interested in gardening, please come to the conference. There's some great speakers. There's some great uh, Silent auction stuff. There's lots of things happening there. And the best part is you'll get to meet gardeners from all across Canada. We've got people coming from Alberta and Nova Scotia. And, wow. Yeah. And could you register? Say, what, what if you lived in the area? Did you, could you register for the day? You can. The, the conference is a separate registration from your room. So oh, okay. if you want to drive from Toronto all oh, three no. days, no, you're that. welcome to do that. You would just then have to register for the conference. And right. that covers your meals as well as the program. Oh, so great. It's going to be a landmark occasion. I'm sure in my elderly state, people will be saying, you were at that conference, <laughs> the very first one. You organized that conference? Yes. Well, well I, I know of... the reason why Deerhurst gave you such a great price. They they got a line on the bar bill that you guys ring up. Uh, yeah. And, uh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Master Gardener Pub Night. On Friday night, it's well, going to be I great. Knew, yeah, I knew of something course. Going on there. Yeah, yes. there's always okay. something going on. Well, that's great. That's so that's <laughs> April fifth to seventh at Deerhurst. Now, 7th. if somebody wants more information on that conference, there is a conference website, Magoy National Conference. .ca. Is that M small C G O? No, M G O I. The National Conference, all one word. But if you go to the Magoy website, you can also get linked there. It just dawned on me, Master Gardeners, of course. Yes. Master Gardeners of Ontario, Inc. Okay. That's what the McGoy is. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I we am have the time. real McGoy when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw that in. Yes. Uh, do we want to take yes, this please. one more? Yes, please. Let's okay. speak with Let's, Angela. Okay. Angela in Brampton, very patiently waiting by there. Hello there and good morning. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. I just love your show. Thank you. And Frank, you're super, super chef. Well, bless your heart. I, I, I have one unconcerned uh, uh, question to ask both of you, but you... Uh, can you take Cirocell when you're taking, uh, like, say, another arthritic uh, prescribed medication? Mm, I'd ask my doctor. If you're okay. taking prescribed medication, yes. then always, always ask your doctor before you okay. take anything as well. I just thought being as well. herbal that, you know, it would be okay. It's perfectly natural, uh, yeah. but that does not, just because things are herbal doesn't mean they're okay, okay. right? A lot of well, natural would, things have side I would effects. Opt, uh, for safety, yeah. yeah. Check with your doc, and and uh, yeah. but I'm, okay. I'm I'm pretty I'll, sure I'll do that, it. right? Yeah. Oh well. But my question about the plants is, it's it's a hibiscus, yes, and it's not a the bushy one. It's one that grows tall and it's ropey. Oh, right? a twist. It's probably a, twist. a hibiscus twist. Yeah. Okay, but it's starting to look like it's going to grow. You know, it's showing the leaves. Uh-huh. Can I trim it now? Perfect time to trim. What do you think, Tina? I think it is perfect time to trim. How how low do I do it though? Yeah, it's March. Hibiscus are tough. 
If we lived in the tropics, we'd be pulling out our chainsaws about now <laughs> to trim our hibiscus. So here in, in Canada, we get out our pruners. And sure, you can take up to a third, a off, third? Yep, off of the plant. And I would definitely do it now. Because otherwise, it's going to shoot out, you know, two yeah, or it, three it feet of growth. It looks like it's shooting. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I said I have got to call you today. Yeah. And I find out what, what, what do I do? Yeah. It looks like it's growing. Do I, don't be, yeah, well, the days are longer and the plants yeah, know I mean, it. You know, where I have it in my front room. And, and they're beautiful, you know. They're, yeah. It gets a lot of sun. Perfect. That's per- and right. so I, I'm assuming there are no buds on it right now. Not no? at the moment. Right. I don't see any. That's why you want to trim now because with this lo- longer days and with the sun, mm-hmm. it's getting. You're okay. going to find that some buds are going to arrive on that plant very shortly. And the last thing you want to do is cut those off. Right. Right. Okay. So cut now while you're just cutting leaves. Okay. Right. Okay, super. Thank you so very, very much. You're very, Thank very you, welcome. Angela. Thanks and for your call. I'm hoping to come down to the show. Excellent. I went last year. We were looking for you, Charlie. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a bit I, of a blur. I move fast. <laughs> I know. My husband and I, Tom, I don't know if Frank knows Tom. He might remember. Anyway, he passed away last year. Oh, dear. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it this year. I'm going to see if someone will bring me. Oh, I'm sure oh, okay. you'll be able to arrange yeah, that. Yeah, find, and you find a, a buddy. And you station. Well, thank you. My house is uh, central for the for music, uh-huh. and your station is on all the time. <laughs> well, that's bless your heart. That's, that's the way it should be. Right. <laughs> hey, we yeah, appreciate the support. I felt like Thank I'm from so Bartles and James there. We're, we appreciate your support. <laughs> uh, but we do. And uh, with the final uh, few seconds of the show That's here, right. must thank you, Tina, for coming uh, yes. in and, and uh, having fun with us and uh, putting up with all the nonsense, yeah. as well as uh, providing some really good information. I know. Thank you very much for having me. I was quite honored to come and meet you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Work with Charlie. It's been yeah, wonderful. Th- thanks again, Tina. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Dan, for all your wonderful support out there in the handling the phones. And you, Frank, you're here for a little while yet? Yeah, I am. Uh, right after, well, the boys are coming up, of course. Of course. Uh, with the, I can hear their uh, engines roaring Dave's from Corner here. Garage gang, they're, they're arriving and pulling <laughs> into the station right now. Uh, and then after that, it's uh, the, the health. Natural Health Show. Right. And I'll be back with the diner. Uh, at uh, noon, which, you know, folks can call in, request a number, and I'll try and play it. And then you do, like, some money show or jewelry oh, show. Oh, there's a wonderful show coming out at 4 o'clock. Show. Yeah, it's called The Real Money Show. There you go. Gold, what? silver, and natural uh, diamonds. Specialty things. Colored diamonds. Colored oh, diamonds. Oh, beautiful. Well, uh, I'm back. I'm off to Canada Blooms, going to get oh. dirty and uh, get <laughs> building, and I'll uh, see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.